is the thing that sets uh, the Proverbs, the wisdom of Proverbs apart from you know, the outside world. And it's that the Proverbs says, wisdom begins with the fear of the Lord. Uh, that's, the, that's the core principle. Uh, we can't just say, well, the Lord's going to take care of us. It doesn't matter. Let's just go do whatever we want to do and the Lord will work it out. That's actually contrary, I think, to what we read in Scripture. We can let prudence swing us so far to to worry and hoarding and uh, so much preparation on our end that we're relying on our own strength. I think that's one end of the spectrum, in the prudence spectrum. Sure. And the other end is what you just said, where we say, just throw caution to the wind, right? Or I'm protected by the blood of Jesus, so I can do whatever I want right now. Um, and really, where that that end of the spectrum is recklessness. You can't have fear of the Lord without humility. And if you have the right kind of humility, it leads you to a dependence and an awe for the Lord Himself. So, the follower of Christ, thankfully, we can rest in the peace and promises that God gives us uh, and look to His wisdom so that we don't respond just out of our flesh or our thought process, but um, on biblical wisdom. Welcome to this week's episode of What Do I Think? A podcast where we stop and explore some questions we have that are maybe going through your head too. We believe the Bible is absolute truth, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and that someday He's returning. But if you're anything like us, as you read the Bible and follow after Christ, there are many questions that arise. Well, ultimately, we will never be able to figure out all the answers, and that's okay. This podcast digs into some of those questions, and we hope it will lead to some helpful discovery and knowing God more as you ask yourself, what do I think? Today, I talked with Pastor Don Trask to explore how we can look to the book of Proverbs for wisdom in every situation of our life, how that process begins with knowing and fearing the Lord, and then practical thoughts around how we can grow in that. We spend the majority of the time looking at Proverbs chapter 22, verses 3 through 6. So Don, as you and I have been talking, uh, you know, there's a lot of discussion right now, certainly in, as, a, as a believer of Christ. Uh, you know, how do we respond in this time, whether it's, you know, how do we serve? Uh, how do we, um, you know, just trust in God throughout this? So, you know, some people, maybe even that are listening right now, have lost their jobs or their job is not, um, it's not secure or they might be losing their job or, you know, insurance or just there's lots of things going out on right now that there's a lot of uncertainty. And so as a follower of Christ, Thankfully, we can rest in the peace and promises that God gives us uh, and look to his wisdom so that we don't respond just out of our flesh or our thought process, but um, on biblical wisdom. And so as you and I were talking, we said, you know, what is some wisdom from the book of Proverbs that maybe we can glean from and, and just apply during this time? And so just to start off, one of the ones that came up was Proverbs 22, verse 3. Uh, and let me read that. Uh, it says, the prudent see danger and take cover, but the simple keep going and suffer the consequences. So just with, with what I just shared kind of as the backdrop for maybe our conversation today, and then with that proverb specifically, 
what are some thoughts that you're having just as a pastor, but then maybe even outside of a, as a pastor, just as a, as a follower of Christ, uh, what, how, do, how should we respond in wisdom during this, this uncertain time? Well, that's an important verse, the one that you read, Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 3. Mm. And uh, a prudent man would be a man that has some awareness about him, uh, some sense, and he looks about and sees the opportunities as well as any problems that may be out there. Uh, in this case, as the prudent sees danger, so obviously there are problems, there are situation that may arise that can bring uh, danger, law, uh, potential loss. Mm. And so it says the prudent sees the dangers. He's aware of what's happening. He is informed and probably intentional in this uh, gathering of information, wanting to get a, a clear uh, view of what is happening in the immediate sense, but also looking beyond uh, that moment in time to the next day and the next week and the next month. And um, he then takes initiative. Mm. He is intentional in, in his plans for that day, the next week, the days after. There's a sense here in which he isn't merely, well, let me say this. One of the, one of the things that, that a prudent man would do, especially in the context of Proverbs, those Proverbs view on life, its world perspective is different than those outside uh, the, the, uh, the church, outside of, the, of those who are the people of God. But in this sense, the prudency, danger, and take cover, I think one resource probably where this prudent man begins is saying, Lord, I don't understand necessarily mm. what has happened. I'm uncomfortable with the darkness that's ahead that I don't seem to be able to have full vision as to all that this in, in this danger encompasses hmm. and so Lord I need I need your help I need your guidance I need your wisdom I need your direction your provision I want to be the kind of man that you see as prudent and one that has your glory and your reputation primarily in view. Mm. So, you know, there, there's that, there's that pre work yeah. in which we are, uh, we go to the Lord and we sure. lay it before him. And that, that's actually the, the Proverbs perspective because many of the Proverbs, many, much of the wisdom that's presented here is not unique to the Bible. Uh, the surrounding nations, even the time of Israel, had their wise men mm. who thought about life. The Greeks, you know, after Solomon, their wisdom, their philosophy was trying to figure out how to live the best kind of life. Sure. But here in the book of Proverbs, this is the unique. This is the thing that sets uh, the Proverbs, the wisdom of Proverbs, apart from, you know, the outside world. And it's that the proverb says, wisdom begins with the fear of the Lord. Uh, that's, the, that's the core principle. There's a recognition of his 
his right uh, to rule and direct in our lives. Whether that means we are brought into situations where it makes us happy and healthy, or whether we're brought in situations which there's potential loss and um, damage and injury. But we acknowledge that he has, he has the right uh, to say, he has the say-so and the right to rule in our lives. So just in this verse that, that we're looking at here in Proverbs chapter 22, verse 3, part of the role or part of the, or one of the characteristics of a prudent man would be one who acknowledges the role of the Lord in his life, the place that the Lord has mm. in, in, in directing him. Mm. And of course, the comma after cover, you know, these proverbs are in dualism. Often there's one statement put in contrast or you know, alongside of another statement. So the counterpart to the prudency danger and take cover is but the simple in contrast to the prudent. Yeah. The simple would be someone who is too narrow in his vision, not willing to take a moment to look out and about. But the simple, they just keep on going. And there are consequences. And they mm. suffer those consequences. So I think you would agree, you know, at this point that we do have a responsibility as individuals, even Christians even those who are followers of Christ. We do have a responsibility to make good decisions uh, based on the circumstances that the Lord has placed us in. Uh, we mm. can't just say, well, the Lord's going to take care of us. It doesn't matter. Let's just go do whatever we want to do, and the Lord will work it out. That's actually contrary, I think, to mm. what we read in Scripture. What do you think? Yeah, yeah I, I think I agree with what you're saying. Um, we can take prudence and being prudent in, in t multiple ways. I was going to say two ways, but multiple ways. One is where we can let prudence swing us so far to, to worry and hoarding and uh, so much preparation on our end that we're relying on our own strength. I think that's one end of the spectrum in the prudence spectrum. Sure. And the other end is what you just said, where we say, just throw caution to the wind, right? Or I'm protected by the blood of Jesus, so I can do whatever I want right now. Um, and really where that, that end of the spectrum is recklessness. Um, and so, and then in the middle then it's, so then how do we apply this? And what you said is, I, I think one of the keys and, I think you were referencing, uh, there, there's several places in Proverbs that, that say what, kind of what you were saying, but chapter 1, verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and discipline. And so that just goes to that really the beginning place of even being prudent is, and that's what verse 4 here, chapter uh, Proverbs 22, verse 4 says, the rewards of humility and fear of the Lord are wealth and honor and life. Oh, I agree. I think that verse 4 follows verse 3 uh, as part of the plan. Right. In other words, the prudent sees danger. How does the prudent respond? Well, the mm -hmm. rewards of humility and the fear of the Lord. There's a sense of, there's, a, there's less of a sense of self and more of a sense of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so when we're prudent, as you were saying, 
we can go so far to where we got it all figured out. We know, we think we're smart enough to take the right steps. And so we just, you know, we get aggressive in protecting our, our self, our stuff, our life. But there's a sense in which the prudent is characterized by, as you were mentioning from verse 4, this humility. And that's, uh, and this fear of the Lord or this respect of the Lord. I think those two, those two support each other. You know, if you have, you can't, you can't have fear of the Lord without humility. And if mm-hmm. you have the right kind of humility, it leads you to a dependence and an awe for the Lord himself. And I think when he says our wealth and honor and life, well, that's the, uh, you know, that's the outcome. That's a life that's lived well uh, in the presence of the Lord in response to his word. And that's, you know, a prudent, prudent man uh, wants to avoid, um, you know, the, the loss of those types of things. And we're talking about the fear of the Lord and humility. Um, so would you, are you saying that you see maybe fear of the Lord, humility as, a, as an act of prudence or a precursor to prudence? Probably more of a precursor. A, a prudent man would be characterized by these two aspects. Okay. That would define him. Sure. Um, a simple person would be one who has no concept, does have, doesn't, it, 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 it just goes over his head or blows mm. past him. That life is supposed to be characterized by as godly humility and this fear of the Lord. Um, and I see that as a pastor, as an older man, uh, having walked some in this world and this life, um, mm. I sense that those who are the best at this walking with the Lord are those who have have um, specialized in uh, these two chief aspects of spirituality. There's a yeah. lot of people out there that you know that can hop and dance and can put on a show, <laughs> but a humble person uh, just just isn't interested in making a way for himself Hmm. a humble person and i don't i don't think it's it's a humility that comes from self effort i think this humility is something that's worked into the life of a believer Hmm. over the course of their life uh, through some of the problems and disappointments and difficulties that they've uh, entered into and how that they've learned over time and through a process of the Lord's um, caring for them and, and disciplining and training them, that this humility has been worked into their soul. It's, becomes, it's been kneaded in. It's been mm. stirred into their soul by the Lord. Mm. And, uh, and so, and I think the fear of the Lord is, is, just goes hand in hand with that. I mean, there's a there's a pathetic humility <laughs> where mm. someone just says, "I'm just no good. I'm awful. I'm a terrible person," or "I don't have any ability." It's just they just feel miserable about themselves, and that's just a, that's just to me that's that's another 
that's another uh, side of pride. Yeah. Because it's so focused on mm-hmm. what they feel that it, they ought to be or maybe is owed to them. Hmm. The humility, I think the humility uh, in Scripture, um, not just here in Proverbs chapter 22, verse 4, uh, has an aspect in which uh, that's a gift from God. And it's a gift that's that's just not dumped in our lap. It's it's a gift that has to be uh, has to be built into you know our souls over a period of time. Yeah, you you mentioned that humility comes out of life experience. That humility comes out of walking through things, and we are certainly walking through something right now. Uh, and so you know. If, if someone that, that might be listening say, man, I, I want, I know, I recognize I need to grow in humility. Uh, and that maybe the beginning of that is growing in the fear of the Lord. Um, and I think that's something that we could all grow in is uh, just a deeper understanding of, of that fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Whether it's specifically here in, in Proverbs uh, or just as from your understanding of, of God's word, what, what would you say would, might be just a real tangible way that someone could begin to grow in their fear of the Lord uh, that will lead to humility, that will lead to prudence, and that will lead to uh, just a deeper understanding of, of who God is? That's a good question. I'm not sure if there is, you know, an easy, straightforward way to answer that. Okay. Um, I think the best thing that we can do is to take some time uh, to be reading and uh, in the scripture, especially this COVID-19 time. We have a little extra time, I think. I'm actually finding I have less time, but um, it's a time maybe to get quiet, get alone with the Lord, not, not get too excited about much of anything other than trying to gather what it is that God has said in his word. Now, Jesse, I don't mean looking and reading God's Word to see what He's going to be saying to you in your life. In other words, God's got a message there for me. I'm, sure. going to know, I'm going to know what I'm supposed to do with my life because I'm reading in the Scripture. I think that's not necessarily the approach that Isaiah would have recommended or, mm. other, or Abraham would have recommended mm. uh, as we would with anybody if we truly respect them. If they say something to us and they say it with uh, with 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 passion they say it with you know that it, they're talking about something that means a great deal to them that our responsibility is to try to understand um what what they meant by what they said what they were saying and not try to not try to turn that around to be some type of a blessing uh, fountain mm. where i will god says this to israel obviously he's telling me something in my life but you know, wherever we're at in life, uh, the Lord is wanting us to take advantage of that as an opportunity to continue to grow in this humility and this fear of the mm-hmm. Lord. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. I think sometimes we do treat the Bible uh, as kind of, you know, the, the genie lamp, and we, we expect every time we read it to have these incredible revelations or, uh, okay, now this is this is what I'm going to do, or God, you know, what help me in this decision. Uh, and when you, and, and certainly God's word does do that and can sure. do that. It's living and breathing. Mm-hmm. So through his word, he reveals to us 
um, specific words for us. Uh, but it, that, as you mentioned, that's a little, not a little, but that's, that's quite selfish that, you know, if, if every time that I said, I started our conversations, Hey, Don, I really want to spend some time for you so that I walk around, I walk away from our time together, uh, knowing what's good for me, uh, knowing, uh, what, what our times together, how they can benefit me. Um, you know, that you, you probably wouldn't have too much interest in continuing our conversations. Uh, and thankfully God, uh, never gets tired of trying to have conversations with us, sure. but, mm -hmm. um, certainly God's word can do those things, but that, that should not be the ultimate goal of it. Um, you also just mentioned being a little farther along as you are, uh, a little more experienced. How much of your contentment and joy and happiness in life has come from your understanding and knowledge of who God is? Yeah, I think, um, I think what I hear you asking is, um, and because I am old and grizzled, and uh, I didn't use those words. <laughs> no, but uh, I would say that, you know, I would say that so much of it, the vast majority of it really is in the hands of the Lord. Mm. I mean, um, we're, you know, we're in Proverbs 22. You know, we read the one verse, verse three, the prudency, danger, etc., And then the rewards of humility and the fear of the Lord. We could actually read the fifth verse, I think. This may actually speak to your question somewhat. Okay. Well, go ahead it says, and it. thorns and snares lie on the path of the perverse. And um, he who guards his soul stays far from them. And so, you know, I don't, I think a perverse person means one that uh, it, uh, doesn't have much depth of character, at least from the Lord's perspective. He's, mm. He's kind of wishy-washy. He maybe he, he's you know he's got an agenda. I'm I'm guessing at that. But thorns and snares lie in the path of the perverse. The thorns and snares would be aggravations, troubles. You know, just uh, the the pathway is is not as easy to walk along. I know at my house I have a trail that goes back down the hillside to the river, and then goes back up into the woods, and it's well cleared. And I enjoy that walk, especially on these cool mornings like today. Uh, sometimes, however, I get off the path just for spite and head out in a new direction. And here in South Mississippi, you can't get far in the woods before you run across thorns, sticker yeah. bushes, we call them, vines. That's what snares would be. And so you're fighting those things. And it just, you know, all you can think about is, you know, what's right in front of you. Those briars that have um that have nicked your especially if you're in short pants legs those vines that uh, you're having to fight your way through and then and then if you're not careful you've got those big banana spiders that have their webs and <laughs> you're so much concerned about the thorns and and the uh, uh vines that you don't realize that you just walked into a spider web wow. and one of those big spiders and so just just you know your blood pressure goes up you know, you're aggravated. Uh, you just really are not enjoying this. Whereas um, um, if the path, your walk with God is along a pathway of his choosing, it doesn't seem to, it doesn't seem to have as many of these features, the thorns mm -hmm. and the snares and the banana spiders. 
And, uh, and so he who guards his soul stays far from them. Perhaps mm-hmm. those thorns and snares are those lifestyle choices that we make, those entertainment or you know, it's the ways that we choose to spend our time that maybe, um, you know, one of the concerns I have for the church today, you know, not only the church that I'm a pastor at, but just in general, is that we live in a time in which there are so many good things to do, so many clean and wholesome, mm. uh, wonderful things, whether uh, ways to spend time with one another. It could be boating or golfing. It could be sports. It could be, you know, there's just tons of things. Sure. Uh, and all and and all of and many of these things they're 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 wholesome they're good but um and but but they take our time they take our energy they take our passion and we tend then to have less time uh, we and that, i think that tests us gets us off the trail it gets us mm-hmm. off that path mm-hmm. and so even the good things can become a snare and a thorn so the prudent man is one who guards his soul and he stays far from them. You know, prudent sees danger and takes cover. He sees those things that may take him away mm-hmm. from a life, from the larger goal of life, uh, walking with the Lord in humility and in the fear of the Lord. And mm-hmm. so I think we have to, I think it's, I think probably we need to have clearly in mind what it is that ultimately we want out of life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we want to be a lot of things, and they're all good things. But if we truly, really want to live life at its best, want to get to the other side of whatever years the Lord gives us and feel like they were done well, it will be done because our goal, our chief purpose, is to walk and to learn to, live, learn to walk in His humility and the fear of the Lord. Yeah. You know, we're supposed to glorify God. And the best way to glorify God is to learn and believe his word and then live accordingly. Man. You know, a few things that you mentioned, I think are just worth repeating or just really making sure that uh, stand out is, uh, you know, you, you say as, as you get on that path uh, where the, 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 the thorns and uh, prickers are uh, that you're so focused, become so focused then on, on those things that you walk right into a massive spider web. And I've seen that in my own life, that as I deviate, as I walk away from, from God's word uh, and get myself into trouble, then trouble tends to beget trouble. Uh, and oftentimes it might be mm-hmm. because we're so focused on the, the, the tragedy that's right before us that we don't see that we're walking right into another tragedy instead of just stopping and, and turning back around, right? Just true repentance, turning the other way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we just keep, keep trudging along. So I think that's, that's an important thing to notice. And that you, but then you mentioned getting off that path is, is where, what leads. And so as we, we said, well, let's read verse three and then four and five. And, and now even verse six, bring, I think, brings that in. Mm-hmm. Where it says, yeah. train up a child in the way he should go. Then when he is old, he will not depart from it. Uh, and so that whole idea that if, if we are, and obviously that's a challenge to parents, but not just parents, but, um, you know, those of us in leadership, we can apply that to uh, the new believers, um, maybe mm-hmm. not yet believers, but that, that training them up, that they don't go off that path, uh, mm-hmm. or that if they do go off that path, 
that they quickly return to it and do not depart from it. And, yeah. and so as you were speaking and then just looking at verse six, thinking that uh, reminded me of, of in first Kings uh, chapter two, uh, where, where David is, is dying uh, and last words mm-hmm. are so, so key and so important. And one of the last things that David says to his son, Solomon uh, chapter two uh, in verse two says, be strong and be a man and keep your mm-hmm. obligation to the Lord, your God to walk in his ways and to mm-hmm. keep his statutes, commands, ordinance, and decrees. This is written in the law of Moses so that you will have success in everything you do and wherever you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we even see that echoed uh, really in verse four there, uh, the rewards of humility and the fear of the Lord, uh, obeying God, as David was saying, walking in his ways, uh, are wealth, honor, and life. And this is not prosperity gospel. Uh, this is, uh, we, we don't always know what wealth and honor might look like. That's right. Um, yeah. But this is a promise that God is true to his word. And if we stay on that path, if we read his word, not and not treat it as a, the lucky rabbit foot or a magic genie bottle, but if we read it to grow in understanding, humility, and mm-hmm. knowledge of God's That's word, right. and then live in it and apply it, then we, mm-hmm. we reach that other side, like you said, where, where God will look at us and say, say well done, thy good and faithful servant, um, because we've applied his word to our life. And through that, grow in the fear of the Lord. Mm. So maybe just, you know, closing thought, even as I, I read, read that verse, those verses in, in 1 Kings chapter 2, um, what, with everything that we've talked about here in Proverbs, uh, Isaiah, uh, also in 1 Kings what are kind of some last thoughts that, that you're thinking of uh, just to kind of wrap, wrap up all that we've been discussing? Well, I, I had two, two thoughts that came to mind or come to mind now at this point. And um, the one is, is that, that um, when you're reading from about David, David's life had its ups and downs. Mm. And there were times where he apparently departed the path mm. of godliness and went his own way and whether how intentional or how aware he was of that initially i don't know but it's to say that in our lives that there may be times in which we get off the off track we get off the path and um, the lord's provision through his son the lord jesus uh, the grace of the lord and his mercy uh, there's always a path. There's always a way back to the path. And so uh, there's no reason for the believer to despair, even when they have played the simpleton, the fool, mm-hmm. have, have mismanaged or at least feel that they've mismanaged their walk with God or the situation in life. You know, God's grace is remarkable, and he can take even the worst case scenario and bring something truly spectacular and wonderful out of that. And often folks who have been brought back to that path and are walking aright are those who understand perhaps Mm. better than others what this humility and the fear of the Lord is really all about. Mm. And I think that that's the first thing. Um, The other thing that came to mind um, that we don't walk this path alone with mm. the Lord, that we walk it in the company of others who are also 
um, moving in the same direction. And yeah. I think that's real. That's, that's how he's designed the church mm. is that we are those of like precious faith mm. and we can't do this alone. There's a need. There's this one anotherness that is exemplified in scripture. You know, we need each other uh, to do, to do well. And, mm. and to, um, and I think that's an important part of it. Those two things that you finish up there, I think speak to two important thoughts is that one, we're never, we're never too far gone. We can never out sin mm. God's grace. Uh, we can't allow his grace to be an excuse for sin. Uh, and he loves us enough not to let us stay where we're at, but that no matter how far we've gotten off that path, that path never closes up. It's always mm, there for right. us to, to come back to. Uh, and just through that, one of the most important things for us to walk on that path uh, is to, to walk in that together. Uh, and, and whether that's virtually uh, like we're doing right now uh, in times like this, but have, have those really one, two or three key people uh, that you're really walking through life with sharing the struggles, sharing the challenges, sharing the celebration, sharing the excitement, um, but mm-hmm. so that uh, when you might trip or start to deviate off that path, there's someone that says, no, 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 uh, let's stay on this path together, mm-hmm. um, walking alongside. So would you, would you mind just ending uh, our time together to pray, certainly for us, but those that might be listening and, and just as God has maybe spoken to them or uh, challenged them or any discovery they might have, would you just close us in prayer? Sure, be glad to. Heavenly Father, we come before your throne of grace. We want to pray, Lord, for those in our circle of uh, influence, whether they be members of our family or the churches that we attend or our neighbors, uh, those that we work alongside with out in the workplace. We just pray, Lord, that um, for these folks that you would bring encouragement, bring a light uh, to shine upon their path, give them a better perspective on how life can be lived under the banner of your grace and in accord with your perfect word. We pray, Lord, for those who may be struggling, may be at the point in their walk with you where there's some despondency. We pray, Lord, that the Spirit of God would be pleased to bring that encouragement uh, to remind them of all the wonderful reasons that we have to rejoice in the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you for Jesse. I pray for him and his wife and his his little one. Pray for his ministry. Ask, Lord, your blessing upon them abundantly and in every way. And I pray in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Good to chat today. Thank you for listening to episode three of What Do I Think? Next week, episode four, I'll have a conversation with Justice Froman, taking a look at Matthew 16, verse 18, and the implications of Jesus' statement, I will build my church. I hope today's conversation will lead to you exploring and discovering how to live a life marked by the wisdom we see in Proverbs and grow in fear of the Lord. As you ask yourself, what do I think?